0: Welcome to Express Church Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We are a Ministry of Arizona Message Ministry, the message to the number two dot us. We are supported financially by com. Make sure you go on there, buy some of the books that are there. Donate them to your school, donate them to your church, donate them to your library so we can get the message of hope and the message of encouragement out. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I'm hoping that you feel as good as I do on this Sunday morning, a Sunday to just be ready to worship God. Although we come to the Express Church uh, experience, so it church brought to you in your time where you receive it at your job, at your home, in your car, working out, jogging. So it may not be Sunday for you, but... We're going to not call it Sunday as a day. We're going to call it Sunday as a mentality, a Sunday as a time to worship God where you receive the message of encouragement on your time. And I just want to thank you for tuning in to the Express Church experience. I hope you enjoy the message. Uh, share it with your friends. We always ask you to share it with your friends. Just if you, if you were encouraged by it, somebody else would be encouraged by it. And we just ask that you forward it on so that uh, somebody who can uh, hear it so, and be encouraged just as you are. So we just ask that also, if you want to, some people come tune in on podcasts through Apple Podcast uh, Podbeam. Just look for Express Church. It's Express with an X press um, so that you can. Listen to it wherever you are and whatever encouragement and time that you may need it. Uh, we don't, we don't, no one knows when you need that word of encouragement. No one ne- knows when you ha- need that time to just set aside things that are going on and say, I just need 30 minutes to get myself together and tune into one of the podcasts or tune into this uh, online channel so that you can uh, listen to the message and I just hope that it gives you the encouragement that I get when I put them together. We're in the last Sunday in April and I spent the entire month of April talking about being the month of witness and it started with Resurrection Sunday and those who witnessed the resurrection uh, and then I went on to look at how to be a credible witness and then last week, I asked the question that I thought Jesus would be asking people, can I get a witness? And wondering if that is a command that you heard when you read or heard about the Great Commission to go out to all the earth to preach the good news of Christ's resurrection. I can say it again. Can I get a witness? And if, if again, if you're trying to catch up, you can go on the YouTube channel or Podbeam pod or po- uh, Apple podcast to hear the previous ones and again if for those that don't know might be tuning in the first time a little background first of all I'm originally from Minnesota living in Arizona now I'm an attorney still attorney and licensed in both states still practicing law in both states uh, and so my heart still is tied to Minnesota family friends grandkids, children still in Minnesota. And last week and the week before, every people that I know tuning in to the trial that was going on in Minneapolis, a law school classmate of mine was the judge and I was praying for him and praying for wisdom and praying for justice. The uh, two prosecutors, we all went to the same law school. So we were there and, and I was praying for them and praying for strength and praying that they would try to seek the truth. And then when the verdict came out, the verdict came out and and I was hearing and reading and looking at a lot of posts on Facebook and a lot of people were were saying that vindication against police brutality has finally come to the African-American community. And, And I was thinking, this is the time, this is the time For us as Christians to testify and testify to unity to testify to unity and I was I was thinking about it and I was asking myself what would happen if a hundred young and I'm just gonna say black man because that's who the who they, the, the statements are that people are getting targeted, and that's the people who uh, felt aligned to the young man who was killed. But what would happen if, if the, all the churches asked their African American uh, members who are young to come together on a Saturday or a Friday and then march to the police station? And when they got to the police station, They looked at the police and the police would look at them and and, obviously you might have to call early because the police might think they're under siege. You know, that's where where we are in our society. So I want you to visualize it because we're gonna talk about uh, what we're supposed to do with our testimony. But what would happen? I've been asking myself uh, since the trial went on. If they showed up at the police station, 100, 200, 500 strong, And they said, the world tells us that you hate us. That's what the world is telling us. The world is telling us that we are supposed to fear you and we're supposed to uh, be concerned about you. But the word of God says that you and I are both made in his image and his likeness. What would happen if the two sides that were opposed to each other decided to come together and say we are both children of the Most High God. And no matter what happens, that love is what connects us to each other. That fellowship is what connects us to each other. And I asked my Bishop, what do you think would happen? And he said, I just wanna let you know, that's called salvation. That's called salvation. And so as we are in the spirit of testimony, the month of testimony, we need to have the salvation, the erasing of what has gone on. Each one of us, when we get to heaven, we are going to be thankful. I was talking to my law partner, who's also a minister. He's preaching in, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin today, and he's preaching on a theory called double jeopardy, another theory of law that we have. Double Jeopardy says that you cannot be tried twice for the same crime. And he said, when I get to heaven, (laughs) he said, I've already been tried. I've been tried through the blood of Jesus. And because of the blood of Jesus, I've been found innocent. And so because of that, when I get to heaven, I cannot be tried again because that's double jeopardy. And so I think that we, as a community, we 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 sought and we received justice in the in our court, in the world court, in man's court for the young man. We've gotten justice, and we and people believe that there's been vindication of what has gone on for centuries. But right now, what we need to have is restoration and salvation, and that comes through forgiveness. I'm hoping that this testimony that I'm giving today is a testimony that will sink in with you because I'm going to jump in once again into, the, into the, my area of law with a message called Summoned. Summoned. And, and I want to let you know what a summons is, is, is how a case is started. Somebody files a case and then against the opposing party, they're issued a summons, and the opposing party has to respond to that summons. Summons is is, is the, one of the most serious things that can happen to you. It is, uh, re- says that you are either in serious trouble or you have essential information that the court wants to hear from. You could be summoned to a grand jury to give testimony. You could be summonsed into court to give Grand, uh, give testimony. It could be subpoena. We're going to talk a little bit about more, a little deeper about subpoena in 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 the coming weeks. But when you have a summons, that's when the case begins. And see, I believe the same is true for the building the kingdom of God. The we, we and asking yourself, have you been summoned? to speak on behalf of the kingdom of God, that the request, have you been summoned to join the family of God, the request to, to testify that you believe in Christ Jesus and his resurrection, the request to live a life in conformity with what God wants, a living a life, as Jesus says, the most important one he answered, Hear, O Israel, our, our God, the Lord. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might, all your strength. And the second is like under it. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no command greater than this. There is no command that is greater than this. That is the summons. That is the testimony that if you believe in Christ Jesus, should be the one that we should be professing. We should be professing it all around because there's so much hatred, so much violence, so much dissension, so much immorality, so much selfishness, so much division. And I'm looking at the battle that's going on. That's the case that's going on. And, we've, and we as Christians have received a summons. And then I ask myself, how many Christians are in default? Oh man, let me throw just in on a Sunday morning. I know that, that this isn't the courts aren't open today, but I'm just gonna throw that word default out there. If somebody challenges you, challenges you in a court case and you don't respond, the court holds you in default, meaning that you didn't do anything, you didn't act on it, and therefore they ask the person who brought the summons, what do you want? And then the the person says what they want and they get. What they want, and I'm wondering today how many Christians are in default of the summons that has asked them to defend the, the the truth that comes in God's holy word to love God and to love your neighbor because if you are not if you are not in default, if you are responding than the hatred and the division that's going on and the hatred and the division that I saw in the last couple of weeks while that trial was going on, that hatred, the the joy that people had with the the person going down, having that troubles, instead of saying we're glad that justice in man's court has been fulfilled, but we feel bad and we want to have that same uh, forgiveness that we are gonna be asking God to have on that final day. I'm hoping that somebody hears it today because it is hard when you've lived through years and years of being treated a certain way, it is hard to take that step and say, I am no longer gonna harbor ill feelings to you because I have a summons. (laughs) I got a summons from, from God and I, and I need to be the person who answers that summons. And then and, and I was looking at, there's people that say, I need to prepare my testimony to be a witness for the kingdom of God, to be in a position where I can respond to people who are in trouble, people who don't know the surpassing greatness that comes from having an intimate and personal relationship with Christ Jesus. I need to know how to, how to respond and how to prepare my testimony to the people who don't know and haven't experienced the love of God, haven't really understood the great miracles that come in life. I was looking at miracles that came to me just yesterday. We celebrated another year that the Lord has blessed me, blessed me with great health. And another year we celebrated our anniversary marla and i being married and i'm hearing people saying happy birthday and 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 congratulations these are things that i'm witnessing I'm witnessing how great it is to have God's love pour out, how God's power is poured out, that I can be healthy at age 63 and how I can have a great relationship and I can have a fellowship of friends and family who come together and celebrate and I can have a relationship of friends and family who send me messages from all around the United States. I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to live life and life more abundantly life and an opportunity to be in fellowship an opportunity to receive and share the love of God and I call I call the events that I have faith family feasting and fun we have we, we we want that's what we want to have and that's what you have in the name of Jesus I'm so glad when we hold hands before our meal and we are praying and I hear the young people who are between the ages of three and in 13 saying amen joining in unity while we pray and thank God for what we have let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who is faithful and let us consider how we spur one another on towards love and good deeds let us not give up meeting together The author of Hebrews in Hebrews 10 says, let us not give up meeting together as some of you have gotten in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. And all the more as we see the day approaching, let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess. That is the first step in in answering the summons to, to be presenting the case for the kingdom of God the first thing that has to happen is you have to have an unswerving, an unwavering uh, hope. And you have to be willing to profess that. We have to be willing and have faith that we have a God who is faithful uh, so that we are able to uh, receive what we need. And that's what I believe is written in the summons. And so I have to ask you today, Hebrews 10, 23 and 25 is that what is written on the summons you've received a demand to hold on to your hope in Jesus. You can't be a witness for the kingdom of God if you don't have faith in him. You can't be a witness to the kingdom of God if you don't put your faith in God and you instead you put your faith in humanity. If you don't believe that God is faithful. When times are tough, God, when God is faithful, when people are treating you wrong, when God is faithful, when people are talking bad about you, that God is faithful when you have a life and life more abundantly, God is faithful and he does what he promises. He promises not to leave you or forsake you even to the end of time. I don't know if you got the same summons that I got, in Hebrews 10, 23 and 25, but it tells me to hold on to my faith. Hold on to the faith is what should take you to when you go to any gathering, that understanding that God is faithful and and that should be guiding us. That should give us encouragement every day. That should be our summons that we receive to hold on unswervingly to the hope professed. And the next thing we should do when God's holy word said, love one another just as God has loved you. This is the high, the, the high and great commandment that we have. And we should spur one another towards love and good deeds. We should be encouraging everyone to, to come together in fellowship and come together in unity and, and, and service to each other. We should be in fellowship. Remember I said when I started out, I wonder what would happen if 100 to 500 young black men went to the police station and said, we are gonna have fellowship. We are gonna to continue to meet together. We're gonna to continue to share each other's experiences together so that we understand that together under, under the faithfulness and the love and the grace of, and the joy that comes from knowing Christ Jesus, we're gonna to come together in that Demand and we're going to set aside The human act, the human Traits that are Used by the other Side of this case to Divide us and instead we're going to focus In on what God wants from us I'm hoping that as People are listening to this and they're Seeing the dissension between Political parties and they're seeing that dissension uh, That came From that last trial that it is a Wake up call it is that summons that you received summons for anyone who has confidence that our voice is heard in heaven in the most high place because of the death and resurrection of Jesus, because he returned to heaven as the high priest, because he returned to heaven as the head of the saints, the head of the church united, the the judge and jury over the living and the dead. That's who our summons is from. And we and we have that opportunity to be ready. But for those who said, I need a little strength and a little guidance on how we can, I can be the one who goes forward and gives the message. I'm gonna take you to Acts 10. I love Acts 10, I almost, I almost said I love me some. Acts 10, but I I just might say it like that. Acts 10, I'm inviting you to read it. the time that we have today, I'm gonna focus in on, on, on what I call the highlighted verse. And the highlighted verse is Acts 10, verse 22. It's what I consider a biblical summons. Acts 10, verse 22. Acts 10 says, we have come from Cornelius, the centurion. He is a righteous and God fearing man who respects, who is respected by all the Jewish people. A holy angel told him to come and get you to bring you to his house so he can hear what you have to say. How's that for a summons? How, do you, how, would, how would you feel if you got a knock on the door? And then there's some people standing out there and says, we have come to take you, come for, with, a, with a summons for you to appear before Cornelius the Centurion. And I, I wrote down for myself, that should be the, the hope of all Christians to come to be invited to come to someone's house to spur one another towards love and good deeds, to meet and encourage each other. Acts 10:22 was a summons that Peter received while he was in a place called Joppa. Also, some people refer to it as Jaffa. Other people refer to it as the region of Tel Aviv, still having trouble, still having fights, still not being able to unite on the West Bank of Israel. Joppa is about 35 miles northwest of Jerusalem. And it was at the time of in Jesus's day, the seaport for Jerusalem where people came in and they exchanged goods and Peter was in Joppa. And then Cornelius the Centurion was stationed in Caesarea, which was about 40 miles Uh, even away from Joppa. So I'm hoping that now you're kind of getting a picture of where Peter was and where Cornelius the Centurion was when 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 Peter got received the summons to travel the 40 miles to go to court. At Caesarea was Cornelius a Centurion in what was called the Italian Regiment. He and his family were devout, God-fearing. He, had, he gave generously to those in needs and prayed to God regularly. He was a Roman at a time when Rome had uh, multiple religions and multiple gods. They had Neptune, the god of the sea. And we, we spoke last month in March, uh, Mars, the god, of, the god of war that they worshiped, they, we had, uh, Jupiter, who was the god of all gods, and they they had uh, structures and they had uh, images and figures that they worshipped, and they couldn't understand. And today, still, people can't understand how Christians are different because we represent a unique God. We worship a unique God. So fix your eyes are not what is seen but is what is unseen for what is seen is temporal a temporary thing but what is unseen is eternal that's in 2 Corinthians 4 18 and that kind of kind of shows the difference that we as people of God people of faith people who, who profess to be followers of Christ Jesus and those who are among other uh, religions or other groups who, who cling to images that they can see, images that they can touch. But we fix our eyes on a God that is eternal, but what is unseen. And see, that's what we have to, that leads us to our faith. Our faith that they cannot understand, the faith that we have in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The faith that we have that with Christ who was the word that became flesh and dwelled among the people so that they could understand that the God that was not who was not seen was actually came in the flesh so people could see and therefore believe and therefore be to give their testimony so that we can then be encouraged to continue to live and continue to put our hope in Christ Jesus I'm hoping that you're following that trail because we are in times if you if you hadn't Uh, Seen that trial that went on the last couple of weeks if you if you haven't seen what was going on in our society I don't know where you've been because we have great tension that's going on and I don't believe that one Conviction of one police officer in one city in one country that's greatly divided is going to change anything it's going to be the people of God who receive the summons to, to appear just like Peter, I got the summons to appear in, a, in the environment that was hostile to them. This was the same environment where the sign off came to, uh, to hang Jesus from the cross and Cornelius was a leader of one of the regiments, not only just one of the regiments, the Italian regiment. He had a hundred men in under his control and he wanted Peter to come to him. See, we need to have ourselves ready to let people know that our God still exists. Our God is faithful. Our God is mighty. Uh, How great is our God is a song that not only sing, but that should be our testimony. So we need to tell people, that our hope is not on things that you can touch. Their, our hope is not on things that they can see. Our hope is in heaven. Our hope is in, in that the blessings that fall flow down from heaven. We, need, we have too many people today even. I wrote down some things that people still wanna worship, things that they can see and things that they can touch, the great athletes, the actors, the uh, people who our songwriters and people who sing, we sometimes even worship our children and we worship our status, we worship our education, our career, the things that we can touch, but that's a trap that we fall into when we focus on what is seen, not realizing what we see is temporal. I was celebrating my temporal existence on earth yesterday, but, what I, but I don't have my hope On my temporal existence, I have my hope on what is eternal and my when my how my hope is. In eternal, I can hear the voice of Jesus in Matthew six, six through eight, when he says, when you pray, go to a closed room and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. He, then, he, then Jesus said, separate yourself from the people who worship other gods. Don't, don't go out babbling like the pagans, for they think that they will, they will be heard uh, by, because of their many words. Do not be like them. Your father knows what you need before you ask. See, when you put that hope in God, then you don't have to worry about what is going on on earth. Then you can be the one who testifies and that's what makes us different and we should understand and tell people we're different by design but the only reason why we're different is because we took that step of faith but that step of faith when it made us different it made us it makes us a vessel for the love of God it makes us a vessel to receive the blessings of God and that should be our testimony I want that to be my testimony that when I go to my quiet place, that I can go to that place and pray to God that, that he will give me the opportunity to have that Cornelius moment. I call it a Cornelius moment. When I can go into talk to somebody who's in a community that, that is opposed to me right now with race relations, right now with gender tensions, Right now, with national versus immigrant uh, tension, right now we have more a great opportunity as people of God to go in and receive that summons. This is just the beginning. I said I was going to spend a couple of weeks on, on Acts uh, 10, but I just want to set the stage and see how many people want to get started getting on board to receive the summons. Tell God I'm ready give me the summons. I'm ready to appear in court because I know in court there's going to be hostility on the other side, but I'm ready for it because I can hold unswervingly (laughs) to the hope that I have in Christ Jesus. I can testify to anybody because I I hold unswervingly to the power that comes from having faith in Christ Jesus. I know that I'm ready to testify because I I hold unswervingly to the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells in me to tell me to say whatever I need to say, to tell me to go where I need to go and to to have me meet who God wants me to meet. The message for today was summoned. Have you been summoned? And I think that every Christian, if they hear God's word, understands that they've been summoned. The only question is, are you gonna to respond to it or are you gonna remain in default? If you remain in default, the other side gets what they want. And I think that, that what God has done for me, just in return for the great blessings, the return of, of 63 years of health, the return of having me to have an opportunity to be in love with my wife, in return for having safe ch- and, and prosperous and healthy children and grandchildren, in return for having uh, brothers and sisters and friends, in return for having a solid uh, business career, in return for God allowing me to to be in fellowship with him through his word, through all that, I think in exchange for that, I I wanna be the one who takes that summons and presents God's holy word where he needs it to, to go. I'm hoping that today you touch on and we start this, this journey together as we look at Acts 10, the Cornelius uh, Factor, where we're invited and summoned to go to invite the environment that is, opposition, that is in opposition to us. I hope that that's what you're ready to do. And over the next week or so, we're gonna talk about this Cornelius Factor and what it means for us today. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. Thank you to all our guests. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Stephen Zachary, Minister Gilbert, the Arizona Message Ministry on Facebook, and feel free to send me an email to the message 2us or to my private website, stephenzachary.com. Thank you to Haribo Books for supporting us. That's haribobooks.com. Look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks.